Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to another episode of Wine and Weed Wednesday. As always, shoot us an email, mitch.wineandweed at gmail.com. Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N dot wineandweed at gmail.com. Send us some shit. Send us something. Like, subscribe. This week we talk about some shit, man. Get ready. But without further ado, enjoy this shit. Attention, Warning. The following podcast is performed by two highly skilled badass, professional, woke as fuck. Mm, debatable. Idiots? Also debatable. Not all comments are meant to be taken seriously. But some definitely are, so figure it the fuck out. And if you offend easily, kindly fuck off. But for the rest of you cunts, enjoy. Yeah, let me let me vocalize this. So, going to the front of the new crib here. She's actually been there for a while. This isn't like a washing machine cardboard box. This is more like a a new TV. Look at that. Oh, that's right. It's always so weird that your your bedrooms in Australia are at the front of the house. Front of the house. Master at the front of the house. It's odd. Clear all this up, obviously. Like, right, there's your front yard. Yeah, when, that's when your front yard. When you poop and bathe, it's just right there, right, right in your front yard. And then the rest of the house. So, garage to the left. And this is my office. Mmm, fancy. That's a lot of space. This is the bathroom, family bathroom, and toilet. Because in Australia, your toilet is outside the bathroom. I like that. Just Mitchell. What up, dude? That's his gaming room. The man cave. Jay's room. One's like, this is nice. what I'll be like on today. And this is going to be the spare room. Beefy's asleep. And here's the living area. And here's the kitchen. Oh, I love the uh, entertaining space. It's very it's open. It's good. Yeah, it's cool. And then this is my favorite part. Hold on, I'll walk it this way. So here we are, going into the kitchen this way. And so the fridge and pantry are tucked behind in a different room. Oh, that's room. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And that's it. There's really no backyard or anything. Which yeah, is there really isn't. Like, there's literally no yard at just all. A, there's this little outdoor area here and just enough room for... A patio. That's cool. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Family down. The fucking... Moving. The stress of moving. Stress of moving. And this is another point that I 
Yesterday I pulled my hip hip harbor. <clears throat> so we're moving. And my dad very much is this type of guy who wants to help, which is nice. But at a certain point in your life, you having an in-law in the house when you're trying to move is like not the like that's stressful. That's not. Is that an in-law? Is your he's your dad? He's not your in-law. He's Ty's. He's Ty's in-law. That's your dad. Enjoy him while you have him. I I understand that. I'm just trying to explain to you that. Okay, so oh, okay, so. Oh, I totally get is, it. Dad doesn't have any boundaries. So, for example, he said, on Thursday, I'll be there at 8 a.m. We're now we're moving all of the furniture with the removalists yesterday. Okay, so they're going to be at our house at 8 a.m. And there's literally nothing for Ty and I to do for three hours while they pack up until we go to the next house, right? So what's he going to do if he's there at 8 a.m.? And, and then when they get here, they unpack this. And so I was just like, hey, can you not? come down on Thursday, like, I, you know, I'd love, you know what would be really helpful, Dad, if you wanted to help on the weekend, I'd love someone to watch Jay so that Ty and I can deep clean the old house or watch Jay here while we unpack. Or that would be cool, you know. Yeah. And he's, okay, I'll do that. Okay? Yeah. So then it gets to Thursday. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. We get to Thursday and guess <laughs> who shows up? Mr. Type A, ready to help. Type A personality, ready well, and willing to help. Well, I'm Thursday. Thursday's doing great so far. And I am, we've just, the removalists have unloaded the stuff here. It's a catastrophe. It's about three o'clock. And I say, I'm going to run and get Jay from daycare and I'll be back to time. And I get a missed call from my dad. So I call him, who's not coming until the weekend. And he says, I'm on my way. Now, remember, he has a house down the road. So I'm on my way could potentially mean I'm a sitting a couple away. seconds, right? Like, or it could mean he's leaving his house where he lives. And so I said, on your way from where? And I'm stressed because I'm mid-move. And he goes, from Blackburn. And I said, okay, well, I haven't even got Jay from daycare yet. Like, he's like, I've got to drop off this bed frame. So that's what he has for us, which could totally wait until the weekend, right? Which is what was planned. So he's like, I've got to drop it up. And I said, well, can't that wait until at least tomorrow? Because, like, I've, I'm going to go get Jay now. And he's like, well, I don't want if it rains overnight and it's on the top of his pickup. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, and he goes, is Ty, is Ty home? Is Ty home? Is Ty home? And I said, Dad, can you just, like, it, like, he wasn't answering my question. I, he was flipping it. Like, I would say, hey, Dad, can we wait until tomorrow? And it didn't matter that I was asking him to wait till tomorrow. His response was, but is Ty home? And I'd say, can we wait until tomorrow? And he'd say, is Ty home though? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's You don't get to make up a way for you to, to do what you want to do. The answer is, my response is, can we wait until tomorrow? Is Ty home is, has nothing to do with that response. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's already got the game plan. He's like, all right, yeah, 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 ye
but it's, it, it can rain. I'm on the way. It's Taihong. We'll just unload it. Yeah, right. And I get that he, he's not, it's just that he doesn't think. But for me, it is every time that I try and set a boundary with my father, it's completely disregarded. It doesn't matter what I think. It's whatever he wants. And there's no consideration for the fact. It's just for my feelings, right? The fact that I've said, hey, dad, no. And he's like, fuck that. This is what we're doing in every situation forever. Okay, so when it's a really stressful one and I've said no, and he's just... So I said, how about I let you know when I'm back from daycare? And he says, okay. So I call him and I say, I'm on my way back to the island from daycare, so just come straight over. You can unload that quickly, and then we're putting Jay straight to bed because it's already like, you know. Yeah. So then he's late, and then, you know, the whole thing. So Jay's like hysterical they're trying to unload this jay's crying because he can't see his dad and he doesn't really know where he is and he's should have been in bed an hour ago and you know like this is all and he wants a tour and fine and then like it was just like none of this was meant to happen till the weekend like and then this morning i dropped jay at daycare and i get home and i i'm i'm working today by the way my boss said just unload but i'm i'm meant to be working Okay, that's the understanding. There's no... He was texting Ty at 7.30 in the morning saying, let's go to the hardware store. I think we've got to get a second bolt. Like, just... (laughs) It's taking charge, man. So, like, it's... Yeah, it's just... Like, can't we just wait until the weekend like we planned? And he he texts me, he's like, I'm here to help you. And And I'm like, cool. What would be really helpful to me is tomorrow when we don't have any care for Jay. If someone, like, like, if you want to help, this is what is helpful to me. And when I say, hey, can you please not come over right now? It doesn't mean that you, like, it is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I am probably yeah. overreacting. But it is <laughs> that when I say something, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's important or not. It could be super important. It could be, can we wait until tomorrow to unload the bed? It doesn't matter that it's not important. It's that it doesn't matter what Caitlin thinks. That's the issue. And that I can't manage to put up any sort of boundaries. And I called mum and I said, and she said, oh, and she's almost too respectful of boundaries. She knows I don't like people to pop around, blah, blah, all this stuff. She won't even come into my house. She'll be like, hey, I'm like, oh my God, come in. Like, mm-hmm. like she's almost too far the other way. Right? And she's like, he just, he doesn't think. And I'm like, I know, but it's like, it's it's just, it's crazy that I, like, it doesn't matter what I do if I just try and put up a boundary in any sort of scenario. It's just, it's the answer is no, you don't. Sorry, Kate, like, it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what's going on. It's, you are just like your father. And you're like, Hey, Dad, this is how I want it to go. And your dad's like, hey, daughter, this is how I want it to go. And you're like, I've already I've already planned this out. And you're like, no. And he's like, no, no, no I'm pretty sure this is how it's going to go. Pretty sure I'm your dad, so. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's just. I, I hope that I never make Jay feel that way. In, 
I don't know. Like, I just hope that... Like, you don't even know what Jay's going to be like. You know? Like, he's... Yeah. Maybe he'll be like your mom. Maybe he'll be like you. Maybe he'll be like Ty. Maybe he'll be... A, he's going to be a mixture of all of that. He's pretty yeah, He's probably going to be... Yeah. yeah. He's going to be... And he's, and he, he's going to be just fine. You don't have to worry about that. No, I get that with... I do that with my parents where they're... I would tell them all the time, like, if I don't have gray, if I don't have my kid, I'm going to need more of a heads up than, like, hey, we're on our way over, you want to hang out? And you're like, well, yeah, I would love to, but I'm like, I can't, like, I'm, like, three hours into this, like, eight-hour trip, and, like, I just cannot, like, I'm not, <laughs> we need to plan yeah. these things, because this is free time. No, I don't know. I mean, come on, man. It's like... I'm over here doing this thing. Like, I mean, I would love to hang out with you. I, I do want to, but like, if I would have known this, I would have planned accordingly. Yeah. People need to understand that there needs to be a plan. But then I just kind of like... Try to go with it. If I am truly disposed and where I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. But then other times where it's just like, I'm just, I'm just being a little like stony recluse in my little dungeon. So like, yeah, I can, I could break free. I would have liked to have had a little more of a heads up than 30 minutes, but okay, I can, I can get my life together real quick. <laughs> And you know what, I think part of it is that generational thing and that if, I'll be very honest with you, if it, if they weren't so weird about weed, it'd probably be fine that they popped up. They're not, they're not weird about weed anymore or anything like that. Like, they're, geez, my dad helped me um, build some of these things. Like that dab tray. They built for that um, guy. Like he helped me make a scooper. Like he was grinding on brass rods with me to make a fancy little golf themed scooper. And they turned out awesome. But I kinda think about that too. I was like think about like in high school or something, if I'd have been like, Hey, in like fifteen years <laughs> this is gonna happen, I'm like, no fucking like he's gonna help you make stuff for this and you're like, No, he's not. You're crazy. You're high right now, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's funny how, like, when you're younger, you have this certain perspective of your parents and then all those adult figures in your life. And you get older, and then you, like, find out, like, there's a certain... A higher percentage than you ever would have guessed, like, smoked weed. Or, you know, or smoke, or, you know, like, because they're all adults enjoying their lives, like, obviously, but when you're a kid, you don't see them like that, so you don't un ever understand that. But then, when you get older and, like, now you're a part of the adult club, then you get in, you learn about these little whatever secrets, and you're like, 
No shit. So he smoked all the time, but... <laughs> like, wh well, why was... Where was this perceived stigmata? And, like, why was this stigmata, like, enforced on the younger generation, but people in your generation, like... Are, how is that not a unilateral acceptance? To where, like... Obviously, like... While your brain is still developing, drinking or smoking, everybody knows is it's all harmful. But why isn't it preached that, like, yeah, but once you get old enough, like, it doesn't matter. Like, nobody cares. Like... I think it will from now on. For sure, now the time. I think that I think enough dominoes have fallen. I think that we're, you know, hopefully we get more decriminalization of psilocybin mushrooms and stuff, so they can really start learning about treatment options for like depression and anxiety and PTSD and stuff like that, with a more fucking natural cure. Like, man. Some of my relatives growing up, like, they were so into the holistic and herbal shit to where you're like, that's eh, a bunch of malarkey. So it, like, gives more legitimate possibilities, like the psilocybin treatments. Like, it almost gives it a bad name because it's like you're lumping it into the holistic, like, type snake oil treatment. But yeah. now we're, like, finding out, like, well, oh, actually, like, there's some real fucking possibilities there. A real benefit. Yeah, and you're like, geez, like, and it's, like, that's going back to, like, those social stigmatas that obviously big industry and pharmaceutical companies really propagate and... lean oh, heavy yeah. into because like yeah put them in a negative light lump it all together yeah it's all it's all malarkey take our Xanax don't anxiety which I can tell you myself from being on anxiety and depression medicine that they're fucked like it's truly like I mean takes a while to get used to because in the first two weeks you feel like you're on speed because you are on speed yeah like, if i can take something that sort of mellows me out and takes care of that anxiety attack but i don't have to be wired on a methamphetamine 24 7 that's a better solution for me like as long as you don't smoke too much as long as you don't go key for sutherland and then smoke yourself into a little mini panic attack or you get existential. It's usually like dabs or concentrates. Well, my friend who you know well, Lauren, she was um, somewhere recently and she ordered a joint for delivery because it's legal where she She was on a work trip. And That's so bougie, though. Hello, could you bring me one joint, please? One yes, um, Alfred. And also... One singular wooden match. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna need a lot of that because you know that joint's going out. You're gonna need a lot of matches. That joint is for sure going out. 
Bring her a Bic lighter. Because Bic lighters are terrible. Whatever. Anyway, she ordered a joint. She ordered a joint, and um, and it came with a free edible. And mm. she she lives in Denver, and she likes edibles. It's a free edible with a singular joint purchase. Remember, so you're like, no, she just ten milligrams at most, right? Five hundred milligrams. Holy shit! Conference. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 500 milligram free edibles? And who's giving out these as free? It, well, the image that I had in my head was like a bite size edible. So, but they could not have been that small. Like, maybe a little bit, like, this is a huge free edible. Like, maybe I should read the label before I eat it. Well, I don't, I don't know, but you would think that. Those are particular. Would think that would be the free thing with a singular joint. Yeah, like, here's a, you order a twenty dollar joint and get a fifty dollar edible or something like. For free, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense at all. I know. It reminds me of those. Anyway, the existential is how we got there because mm. uh, he was having a lot of joint. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if I've ever gotten, like, I've never gotten existential off edibles. Like, and I've taken enough to where, like, I was walking around and my eyes were, like, slits, but I thought my eyes were fully open and everyone's like, are you even awake right now? And I'm standing in the bar, and I'm like, yeah, I'm looking right at you. I'm like, your eyes are closed. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I could see you. Like, I didn't realize. And that was like a ridiculous amount. Those, I, I had these oil capsules that were supposedly like, God, I don't even remember now. 75 milligrams or something. And I, I and I was just popping them like like Skittles, man. All night long. I had a whole bunch of them, so I was just like, whoop, 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 whoop. I'm walking around, like, handing them to people, like, you know, popping them in other people's mouths. It's just kind of fun. But I took a bunch of them. And usually just eventually just you get forced into like this comatose sleep and you wake up the next day and you're still insanely high and you're like oh my god that's how the edibles usually work for me but smoking too much keef to the brain all at once not good that that's what either that or like taking monster dabs taking too many of those that's how you get existential for me and that's never fun I, I think just becoming a parent gets you quite existential 
Yeah, we have. Coming up here. Chloe Kardashian. What about her? Well, remember. Oh, great. This is good because I love that you know nothing. Okay, so no, 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 stop it. I'm going to take you through the whole thing. So, I can't wait. Remember when Tristan Thompson, that he was found cheating on her because he Howard knocked up some him. other girl. That's right. He was <laughs> threatening her to stay quiet. Remember all of that? I thought I didn't think it's it was like, threatening. I thought he. I thought he offered her friend. money. I didn't yes. think it was threat. I, I thought it was just like hush money. It was hush money. He was saying, if I were you, I would take the 80 grand. I'm an out of sport, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, That's not threatening. Money. That's hush money. He was not like being like, bitch, you're going to fucking keep your mouth. Like, that's threatening. This is like. Okay, he offered her hush money. <laughs> and that was, and that was the final straw in the relationship. That was the fifth time he cheated on her that was publicly outed. Um, and she had taken him back, so gone. How okay, many so times? Chloe had that, huh? How many times? Fifth? Fifth? Yeah. Well, who's, who's going? Come on, Chloe. Like, five times? If you, you give him one shot, that's, like, commendable. Like, bravo to you. Five times? I'm like, well, they like, you're, I don't I I don't see the logic in that. I don't care who or what. Like I, five times is way too many. Anyway, he is a cheater. He knocked up this chick. Hush money. Now they're back together. This is no, 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 no. Oh, okay. But an announcement was made yesterday that Chloe and Tristan are pregnant with a surrogate and their birth is imminent if not already born a proper statement by the Kardashians was given asking for Chloe's privacy to be respected now the timeline is that they would have been one month pregnant when this came out that he had had another child which are you with me they got pregnant in November and four weeks after that in December came out that he had knocked someone else up. Whoa. That was that recent? Obviously. I thought she was with Trey Songs or something for... I thought they just recently were like spotted Um, hanging out. You know how it goes. It's like high school, but it just never fucking ends. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. Hello, this is Caitlin. She should move her shit, and she should turn the volume down because I will keep singing it. Stop into the temple of Sammy Charm Live. I do not understand a person that would forgive somebody five times for cheating. You know what we should do right now? This is a great time for you to listen to our sponsors. Bitch. 
So. So now we're back. Chloe Kardashian imminent birth. Crazy. So. Okay, so I have a couple of things. He was ovulating, obviously, at that point in his life. Extra fertile. He seems to be extra fertile. The weird thing, there's a couple of weird things, and I will say that I have got these thoughts from TikTok. They are not my original thoughts. Is that Good disclaimer. Food, I like it. We need yeah, those disclaimers. So- we need a TikTok disclaimer. I, got, I saw this on TikTok, so... But, um, I, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you, these children are coming into, like, yeah, you can afford whatever, okay, that's not what good parenting is, and these kids are coming into a world where, just the headlines alone about their father, and then, like, I just, True has two half-siblings already. Okay. Who's true? Oh, true the is. Door. And Chloe has this obsession with true having a sibling. Like that's why you know when when they were exploring the surrogacy option, when they were together, things like that. Like, Ooh, deodorant. It was all like true needs a sibling, truly needs a sibling, truly needs a sibling. But but true has two siblings, and they I don't care if you don't like the circumstances in which they came about. They fucking count. And they should be allowed to have a relationship. And it shouldn't be... Like, I just think this is so... Like, you didn't need to give her a sibling. She has one. And what are you doing, man? This isn't a good... A good environment to to choose to bring a child into. Yeah, for sure. I feel like... It's... Those people, it's weird, man. Like, I don't. The guy hates to judge people you don't know, but honestly, like, outside perception, it just seems a lot like you kind of care more about yourself than really anything else, and your own perception of. It's like, why does, why does a kid have to have a sibling? Like, you're gonna bring this kid up in such a like toxic, crazy environment, but like, how is that beneficial? What what are the pros that outweigh these cons of what you're doing? Like, are you gonna be able to have a healthy relationship with the father of this child? Are you gonna be able to co-parent with that person to rear this child in an appropriate manner to like? give it the life skills it needs to like or do you just provide a, 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 fine, a, a dynasty to where they don't have to be anything because they're going to be in this sheltered little bubble their entire lives that your money is created like I don't understand the purpose of that like or why it's you, so like... Funny. I also have weird thoughts, too, because, like, you look at the population rate, and then you, like, the sustainability of, like, this earth can only handle so many of us. Like, right. so... 
at some point, like, do we have to be like rabbits just to feel better about the fact that we're gonna die someday? Like, what? I yeah, I. The only way we're gonna disagree because I truly believe that having children is the meaning of life, and I think that life has no meaning. Propagation of the species. I mean, that's like a basic biological trait that every species every animal has you know like it's inherent in everything that's why everything reproduces is to continue on with everything yeah and obviously our theory behind that is far more elegant than like a rabbit because we're of a higher level of consciousness than a rabbit you know what I'm saying I guess that's I know yeah. it's really crass, but those are thoughts that go in my head. I think it's just, well, then I also feel so sorry for her in the fact that she was four weeks pregnant and found this out and had trusted him even though he public humiliated her. And that's... And... and that's all understandable, but what's this whole surrogate thing? I don't get it. Like, how did she... She couldn't get pregnant again. What? She couldn't get pregnant again. So, okay, so they had this scheduled pregnancy type, like, they... She let him bang this chick with her egg inside of her, and he fertilized the egg, that's her egg, through butt sex, and... Yes. Now she's pregnant with her baby and her prison ovaries. And then right after that, he knocks up this other chick. No, or right before, or right before that. The other chick was like eight months pregnant. Oh. Oh, okay. So that's okay. So that makes sense. That's why the timeline was. That's why the timeline was so weird for me. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, he knocked this chick up a long time ago. Tried and then... Hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that she's... I, I'm not saying... I know it would be hard to go to your partner and say, I cheated on you and there's a pregnant girl. But that would be very difficult, okay? But she's she has forgiven him publicly before. He should have told her this before they got pregnant. Yeah. He had... Yeah, because you know it's going to come out. Sooner or later it's going to come out. he went to court. He had a full dissertation. He had a legal team representing him. He had all of this stress, but he was going to court and representing him, like speaking in court, and Chloe had no idea. And they're just about to, they got got the embryo, got the, and he's fighting this, trying to hide this child. That's That's crazy. That's, that's. That's fucking... You can't forgive... You can't forgive somebody for that. Like... Yeah, and that's the thing is that she's like, he had every opportunity to tell me this. And re-watching the last episode of the Kardashians, which when that came out, the last episode was Kim was filming while this was coming out. She found it and she was texting Chloe around, texting, texting. Chloe called her back. And so it's all filmed, the actual reaction. 
and J King's just in the gym. It's terrible camera work. There's no lighting. Like, it's bad, right? It's real. And There's she's no going, light. did he say anything about this to you? And so, like, at the time, like, it just seems like a normal sister reaction. But now, if you go back and watch that, it's so, like, she's like, and he said nothing to you about? Because it's obvious that, like, so three weeks ago, you guys went and implanted an embryo. Like, so it's this whole, it's so bad. Yeah, it's the evolution of the realization that, man, so this guy's a piece of shit then, right? Like, so he knew that he knocked this chick up, and it doesn't, it's a basic level of common sense would tell you that sooner or later, this is going to come to light. And he yeah. still went through with the surrogacy that, like... But that's the thing, he should not have gone through with the surrogacy, and I, you know, you can argue day and night that you wanted to give her what she wanted, but she could have had No, he didn't, he didn't want to give... by yourself these days, particularly if you're a Kardashian. He didn't want to give her what she wanted, because if he would have told her the truth, he knew that she wouldn't have wanted to do that anymore. So that is not what he was doing. He's not giving her what he was. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, huh? So you mean to tell me that even some celebrities are pieces of shit, too? Weird. What? Weird. I mean, rich and famous people are prone to be pieces of shit, just like everyday normal people. Yeah. But like, how many, like, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that we know that if given those, that level of resources, would behave in the exact same fashion. But... You would go, oh no, he's not that bad of a guy. Oh no, he's alright. And you know what I mean? Like. But because nobody can do that level of shit, like surrogacy and go through, like, I don't know. I think the it's new number not one. Not a good stitch. The new uh, number one album on Billboard is that Brent Fayez or whatever. Like, I think it's like break. It's pretty unprecedented what's happening. Like, this guy's album is projected to be number one on the charts, and there's like no marketing for it. Like, he's got a couple. Wow. He's got two it's other like albums, but like just kind of out of the blue like oh shit this guy's the number one right now he had he's got like Tyler the creator on one of the songs but his other feature which is this is what people are saying is what gave him the number one album is he had one Drake feature he had one what? Drake feature oh can you imagine living like Drake or you know like could you even fathom that level of stardom? No. 
that man's life is so far removed from everyone else's, like, it's essentially royalty. I mean, yeah. I, it would be such a different world to live in. And I think what is weirder, not to circle back because we're moving straight on, but as you said, growing up in this weird bubble that Chloe's kids grew up like, yeah. North Kardashian has never been able to just go, like, she has been a celebrity from, from it is her normal that she cannot walk out of her house without guards everywhere and they're being flushing cover up. Like, that is what? Yeah. Like, and that's, that. you've never had anything apart from that. Even the Kardashians, although they grow up super duper privileged, they didn't have that till they were at least in their 20s. Well, after, you know, Kim, you know, got famous for being famous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't like. If you look back on, go just for like Egypt. That level of fame, like if you think back in like. Uh, other societies throughout history like go back to like Egypt who would have that level of notoriety and fame like the pharaoh the pharaoh yep you're right like yeah yeah Biden's famous but like Drake has like that level of stardom or like He's essentially, they say Hollywood is America's royalty anyway, but like. Well, what is the royal family apart from celebrities, really? Well, that's essentially all it is. Well, because the royal family is, it's all, they don't really hold any power in England. Obviously, you know that. But like they. They're not anymore. No. And they haven't for a long time. It's just uh, a moniker. Or, you know, like a... It's crazy that they still latch on to that ancient mindset. You know, like, the royal family doesn't really have a say in the democracy of England anymore. But, like, they still need to have that pomp and circumstance. I don't know. I don't understand why you can't just let it go. You know what I mean? Like, why does it still have to be a thing? It's because you don't have a, there's no like Hollywood sign in England. So it's like just your version. Well, I think that there is a, I mean, obviously they held a lot of power initially. But I think it's all just titles now. Like, there's really no... They make all of it off of, like, all their money off, of like, tourism and, like, just their titles. Yes, that's true. So, like, why is that such a sustaining thing? Yeah, that I'm not sure about. That's, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it's probably the same reason why, like, people cling to traditions and 
I think All there is a sorry. benefit in having a royal family in that there's someone to wave and kiss babies and the person running the country can truly spend their time running the country. The leader of every other nation does have to do a lot of PR work, which is truly a waste of time if you can have someone do this in your place. You know what I mean? Yes. And I was just thinking, reminding me of that recent clip that come out with Joe Biden, where it's literally a scene from fucking Anchorman, where he's reading so directly off the teleprompter, he's reading the things he's not supposed to be reading. Like, like, is this fucking real life? Like, that's a scene from a Will Ferrell movie, man. Like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Joe Biden apparently like, had a press conference or something where he was being filmed and he's reading mm-hmm. at the podium and he's like, state quote. And, he, and it's like, he says this fact and then he goes, repeat quote again. And then he repeats oh. it again and it's like, well, you're not supposed to read the things in the parentheses, Joe. Like... <laughs> There's no bringing Joe back. He's fully... Oh, that's fine. Well, then apparently his wife was at some Latina thing and she compared Hispanic... the Hispanic people to, like, breakfast tacos or some shit like that. Like... To what? To, like, breakfast tacos. Like, the Hispanic race is as diverse as, you know, like, breakfast tacos. And I'm like... That's a terrible. I, I I butchered the quote. I don't know know it verbatim, but it it wasn't great. Like it comes off like I I see what you're trying to do, but that's a big swing and a miss, man. Like that is that's not gonna work. And it sounds if, yeah, not good. If this Midwestern construction worker can hear that and go, oh man. Who the fuck is writing this for you? Like, can, are you, I, if you're not hiring, you should be. And where can I apply? These speeches would have to go through. I mean, you just think how many people, like not that speech, for example, but whenever anyone's making, apart from Trump, who truly just said whatever fuck he wanted, but anyone else, you just go, how many people, like, everyone was like, yeah, sounds good to me. Like, it, like at least ten, like, it's... Who's... Yeah. Who doesn't say, and they're just as if it's a breakfast taco... Uh, no, we're gonna, we're gonna cut that a breakfast taco line out. Yeah, and... for sure. We shouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we're just gonna cut that whole line out. We don't need it. God, it is truly it's insane. I was taking a shit at the lumber store today and the song playing on the speaker was John Mayer, Your Body is a Wonderland. Oh, yes. And they literally edit out the your body part in the song. So every time in the chorus when it says your body is a wonderland... 
it would be like jarbled up is a wonderland. Like they would jumble up the your body part. What? I'm like, is that honest? Like, what fucking radical right-wing conservative religious fanatic is like, we cannot let our children hear a song talking about their body being a wonderland. That is too risque. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, uh, someone had to complain because there's no way. Bu- uh, Bubblegum lips is okay though, huh? <laughs> Bubblegum lips, porcelain skin, that's all fine and dandy to say, but your body. Sir, this is a family store. Um, what else is going on in the world? I keep thinking about that uh, pinata TikTok I sent you, or maybe it was an Instagram video. Oh my god. I'm so bad. How, what if that wouldn't have been a cardboard bat, though? Because... She. <laughs> like, she full on, like, full swing to the back of that lady's head, and she dropped, like, a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it was wild. But she bounced right back up, and it was like, okay. Like, if, what if that was a. How many people do a pinata with, like, a real bat or something? Yeah. Or something, like, a, a lot harder than that cardboard bat that that lady had. Because the back of the head is a pretty... It's That's not a strong part of your skull. It's a pretty fragile part. It's, the back of the head? Yes. Yeah. It is a fragile the top, the the top of your skull, where the hemispheres are fused together, that's the strongest part. Remember in college, one Sunday I went over to my buddy's house. We were drinking beer and playing Tiger Woods golf on his Xbox. And as young testosterone-driven men that we were were smashing the beer cans on our head. (laughs) And I always went above my hairline where, like, my head's really hard, and I have, like, a hard head anyway, and I was just smashing them, and it was okay. And my buddy went to do it, and he did it lower forehead, and just, like, instant blood-red bruise in a ring on his forehead, (laughs) like... Jacked his shit up, and then 
we drink another beer, and I smash another one on the top of my head. And he goes to smash that one on, and he hits it in the exact same spot. <laughs> oh, that's, oh a great, that's a great memory. Is in, then he got to go to school the next day with that fucking ring on your forehead. <laughs> like, oh, what were you doing? What were you doing last night, you idiot? <laughs> that was awesome. My little, my older brother actually, we were at uh, like um, holiday care, you know, those holiday programs during school holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and someone hit cricket ball at him. Do you, have you ever seen a cricket ball? A They're cri- hard. A ball? They're, a cricket ball? Yeah. A ball. Yeah. Ball. Yes, I've seen it. I, we had a cricket set. I know it did. Okay, They're so hard. hard. They're hard. Oh, no, that's croquet. Um, that's croquet. Similar, but you, you hit it at the bottom. It's like you wear all these shin guards, and where it's thrown to is at right sort of where your shins are, and you just block it with the bat, and it goes... Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're swinging it. It's just like it goes there. You've got a ton of protection around that part of your body. Someone threw a cricket ball, and someone hit it like a baseball bat. Oh, shit. And it just went boom, straight into my brother's head, and he had... Like an orange, almost hanging off his head, and no one called my mom. Like she just says, like (laughs) I show up at like five o'clock, and like, oh my god, did this just happen? Like no, nine a.m. this morning. Like he's clearly got like a wild concussion. They're like, you know, he's just sitting in the corner, kind of not talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he probably got brain damage right now. He's, his his brain has probably been, probably been swelling in his skull all day long. Yeah. Sorry, nuts. So anyway, there you go. I don't know. Do you want to say goodbye? Are we leaving? Yes. Oh man, I started. I listened to this new podcast, which sounds like a really good series. It's uh, Minds of Madness, and it's like. Um, murder mystery stuff talking about like true crime but it's all one episode stories so they'll start a, start a, they'll do the whole story in one like hour long episode and there's a shit ton of them I listened to the one today about um, the serial killer in the 80s that was in like the Kentucky area it's called like the redhead murders It's pretty wild. This podcaster in the 2000s learned about these murders that happened in the 80s. And he's like, in very small amount of investigating, like, determined, like, hey, did you guys know that um, in your area around here, there's, like, at... And originally he thought there was, like, 17... 
It's like all they were all like sex workers. They were all redheads, small petite women, found on the road on the side of the interstate, strangled in this area. And he's like, "Don't you guys like think this is maybe like all connected?" And the Tennessee the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations was like, "Yeah, these this cold case like we're not like." It was a podcaster and a high school class, like, connected all these dots and basically, like, solved this serial killer. Like, they had confirmed, like, killed multiple women. He had already died in prison. And do you know what? Okay, spoiler alert. Do you know what he was in prison for? What? Strangling a redheaded prostitute, trying to kill her, but he thought he killed her, but he didn't. And he spent the rest of his... And they didn't fucking connect, like... In the same area as these other red-headed prostitutes, lot lizards, were fucking strangled at. It's crazy about... It's literally how a society views people and how they view drug addicts, homeless people, or, like, prostitutes... As, like, a literal term a detective used was throwaway people. Yes, that is a term that is used. Like, they didn't, like, and... And it's crazy that... Well, it's it's not necessarily crazy to think why they still, like... It sucks, but it it's not crazy to think why they are still, like, not trying to shine a light on it, because... That's more of, like, just saving face, you know, like, trying to preserve the integrity of the past. It's like when somebody gets caught in a lie and they double down on the lie even though they, they know they got caught in it. Like, I, I understand that logic, but it's still crazy for people to view other people like that. Like, God, oh, these are just throwaway people, like... So do you think that that, yeah, and do you think that you come that way over time from working in that sort of environment, or do you think that people have those views to begin with? Because I, I think that's something pretty extreme to I think it's a pre- take on as a new view, but it sounds as though it is quite in the cop world, so maybe it is like I don't know. I feel like it's more of a predisposed prejudice on those fringe people. People outside of your norm of what you accept and what society deems as acceptable and like... You know, like, you look at a homeless person, like, you don't want to look at them. You try and look away. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of more inherent. It's more of kind of like the ugly side of the human psyche. Okay, that's fair. It's Why? Like, oh, God, I hate that. I always do want to look away, though. But then there's, you know, there's just... In every circuit, like, there's a wide spectrum. Like, then you want to look away, too, because there's so many other people that are scammers and, like, exploit shit like that. So then, like... You know, like the beggars on the street are like, oh, we're stranded with kids and we're out of, we need gas money and we're trying to move to this place. And you're like, you know, panhandlers, that's what they're called. What did you just say? Panhandlers. 
people huh. that like like yeah. pretend to be in dire straits just to make money. Usually drug addicts, yeah. Well, there's like people that shit like people in New York like that's their job is pretending to be in dire straits and get a bunch of money from people and then they go and pay their rent with it and like they they support their family off of preying so, off of people's sympathies and their emotions so wild so wild that you would that you would do that as a job I just shit don't make sense to me Put this over because remember what this room looked like in the beginning? It was a room full of everything. Wow, it looks organized. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. I just need today. I don't need visitors today. I need to work today. Nice. You know? Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Right, I'm done with this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>